Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Joey. Okay, plugs, plugs. Mm, right, I won't forget for this time. Yeah. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you very much, especially everybody who does that. Chris, thank you once again for going through this monstrosity of a list. Sure. And we are at what number, Chris? Well, we are closing in on the halfway point. At the end of this episode, we will be there. But as of now, we are at number 50. All right, big number, big number, and this is one of my favorite bands, actually. I think. I mean, when I say that, my f- favorite band's list is pretty gigantic. Sure, I guess. sure. But, uh, are they? Are, aren't we all like yeah. that? Yes. But this is the specials ah. with Rat Race, and I like the song a lot. And yeah. it was actually I I had put it a little bit higher when I was just listening to them and ranking them in my head and on my notebook paper. But it kind of other stuff. It, there's other stuff just came in ha- ahead of it you know I don't have as much of a connection with this particular song as I do with other special songs yeah and it, it was good but it just kind of there's nothing that stood out especially to me so that's why I kind of ranked it at number 50 and this is from their sophomore album more specials which is kind of a cliche of a sophomore album whereas mm-hmm. it's good but you notice how the inflection went up a little bit there it's, it's good, good. Mm-hmm. it's not that first album that yeah. first album is a monster yeah and there's good stuff on this, and Rat Race is a standout. Yeah. If it's even on there. Like, the, the US-UK thing, mm-hmm. this was like a single, this is probably a single in the UK, and it's not on the record there, but I, I got it off of more specials, so sure. I'm, I'm going with it. Right. So kicking off the show here today, in fine fashion, nice little upbeat number here, even though it's kind of slightly depressing lyrically, mm-hmm. uh, this is the specials with Rat Race. Train. 
All right, there you go. Well, yeah, a band that we have seen live together, Chris, as with a, actually a decent amount of bands on this list. Yeah. But uh, with the specials, with Rat Race, off of more specials, I checked. I was the 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 Brits, man. I love you, Brits, but that whole single versus albums thing is very confusing to me sometimes. Like, like I said, over here in the states, we'll get the singles in a reissue and we'll think it's part of the album, but right. originally it wasn't. Yeah, Beatles U.S. versus U.K. Stones U.S. versus U.K. It was a it's a big to do. Yeah. But it is on that record. Cool. And I recommend those those two special remasters. The first two are remastered for sure. Go get those. Mm-hmm. Singles collection is good if you don't have anything. I recommend it. Yeah. And even some of their modern stuff is good. Like the, We saw them twice within like a year. Did we? Yeah, we saw, them, we saw them at Sundance. I remember that. Which uh, was great. Seeing them at Sundance yeah. Square for free? Forget yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we saw them on Warp later that year. Okay. I've forgotten about that one. It was basically the same set list. That's yeah. one of the reasons why. But... Yeah. Uh, I remember it was like a real heavy moment, like that. That um, you know, for those of you that follow news, uh, yeah, Texas, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not going to go there sometimes. But uh, Jasper, Texas, became a nationwide. Uh, mm. uh, it, it had its fifteen minutes of shame. Yeah. Um, back in the nineties, which I won't go into detail on it, but I remember it like had just happened. Yeah. And uh, they did, doesn't make it all right, which apparently they don't play a lot live, and they did it at that show, and they dedicated it mm. to. Uh, to the victim of Jasper, but uh, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. man, great live band for sure. So fun, even when they get serious for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can be serious for a moment, and let's get once again serious about the list, Chris. <laughs> right? What do we got? Fantastic segue into Thank the you. next song. I'm trying. No trying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one that I wasn't as familiar with, but it, it popped up pretty. I'd say this is pretty high on the list at this point. Kind of a debut. Uh, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Uh, this is Willie Deville with "It's So Easy." Oh, yeah, I like this one. It, I, I, the thing that I, I got into Willie uh, fairly recently, honestly, for you know, I, you almost kind of get set in your ways. But mm-hmm. every now and then, I, I'll find a guy on a comp or like a Rhino box, and I think this is where he really came into my life. Uh, more people know Willie Deville than they think, yeah, because he did the theme song to Princess Bride. Okay, so that's him in the end credits, yeah. Um, but yeah, Willie, he had a band called Mink DeVille also, which was a little more punk rock mm-hmm. in the 70s. So Willie uh, by himself is like, you know, his overall expression as a solo artist. Yeah. So it's a little different, but man, the guy's a great lyricist. And yeah. sadly, he left us a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I started to get, you know, I did that cliche thing where I probably got more into him. Right. Or either that or I was just getting into him and he died. Yeah. I can't remember honestly, but... Yeah. Get like the the Willie Deville definitive collection, or it's maybe it's under Mink Deville, but l- mm-hmm. look up both of them, yeah. and you hear this guy, and you're like, wow. Yeah. And uh, I always got like kind of a, a Tom Waits meets ZZ Top vibe out of some yeah. of these solo songs, and I think it's so easy, kind of fits that bill. Yeah, yeah it kind of does. And um, this song got a second life, uh, really due to its use on the Death Proof soundtrack. Okay. And, uh, I think okay. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where some people might recognize this. Yeah, I, that's probably where I recognize that. I didn't I didn't yeah. make that connection, but yeah. It's okay. It doesn't have a prominent spot in yeah. the movie. Honestly, it, it doesn't have that Tarantino iconic scene that right. it, that it probably should have got. Yeah. But uh, or that it probably should have had. Mm-hmm. Should have had. Should have have. Should have, should have had. <laughs> that it probably should have. Yeah, okay. That it probably should have. But yeah, I mean, uh, but still, go look up his stuff. You yeah. will, you will be happy about uh, the fact that you spent your time on on a Willie Deville. So there you go. There. Turn this one up. This is 
It's so easy. And uh, if I may uh, toot my own horn a little bit, pardon sure. the pun, because he had a band called Willie and the Toots. I'm sorry, I had to do it. That's about as geeky oh, as I'm getting tonight. Oh yeah. If you have to explain your own pun, man. well, hey man, it's 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 rock geek <laughs> stuff. But I gotta say, I dare radio to play something like that. Yeah. That how can you not put that on the radio and not get like a positive response? Not sure, yeah. I mean, seriously. No, like, it's just a fun song. Like you said, it does have really have that ZZ Top vibe to it. Yeah. And people love ZZ Top, so yeah. play the song. Yes. ZZ Top is a positive aspect of Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're positive aspects. Oh, no, I'm not saying they're not, but I put ZZ yeah, Top in the top five sure. easily. Top sure. three. Okay. Uh. Maybe number one. All right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Willie... He was one of those guys. Like he, he was a New York guy, mm. and then I think he wound up in New Orleans for a while. But then it's like the absolute cliched, misunderstood artist that can't get arrested in the states. Yeah, big in Paris. Oh, really? <laughs> one of those guys. Okay. This and with with this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he did a little more more singer songwriter type yeah. stuff later on. But uh, yeah, just That's one of those cool. guys that yeah. did did well over there. And, and Paris seems oddly specific and not yeah. something that I would think of. But. Yeah. So I don't know. So. That's cool. I don't know. I, I need to. There, there should be a, a Willie Deville documentary because sure. I, I could stand to learn more about him too. Sure. But all right, next song, Chris. What do we got? Next up is I'm not sure how you're going to take this because yeah. it's one of the favorites that you mentioned in the last episode. They were wondering where they were going to show up. I bet I can guess out of the three that I said. I think. Okay. I think it's going to be the Kiss track. It is. Yeah, I, I do. Don't worry about it. You're all that I want by Kiss at number forty-eight. Yes, I'll tell you the reason why I put 
this song to to pick out of the whole album. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, it's off of the album Unmasked, yeah. which Kiss fans, this is a love or hate. Yeah, I don't. Th- there's not a lot of like, oh, it's okay record that's, for fans. That's kind of well, okay. I don't know. I haven't sat down and listened to the record like front to back, and yeah. maybe ever really. But yeah. I mean, I've heard I think all the songs with on me, there, maybe a yeah. couple of times. Yeah, so, for sure. I can't say if I love it or hate it. I guess. But this song, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, two things. <laughs> it's gonna get really weird in a minute here, but um, <laughs> really? well. I really like Unmasked. I'm going on yeah. record for sure. I like it and all yeah. of its pop sugary sweetness. Sure. Uh, it's it's an album that really hurt him at the time because yeah. this is 1980 and their peers, if you will, like whether the styles are right in sync or not, uh-huh. you got Priest and ACDC and Motorhead and they're all putting out like huge records. Right. And Kiss had just come off the Dynasty album, which turned off a lot of fans, even mm. though I do like Dynasty. But it's one of those things, I didn't live with it. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't there for its initial release. Right. Like I said, I, I I get to I get to enjoy the Stones' disco songs, you know, right. because if I'd have been growing up or going to high school when that came like, out, I'd have been like, fuck this? those yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, screw them. Yeah. And there's a lot of 70s guys that don't like this stuff, and I get it. Yeah. Uh, but I love Unmasked. Great pop album. Sure. Uh, there's, some, there's a couple of weird songs in there, but I like this song a lot. And the demo and the box set is way better. Mm-hmm. And then if I can get even weirder, uh, back when um, will, will you admit on on air to playing Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball? Of course I will. Yeah, and you know what? You yeah, know what my thing was. Yeah. This is that's that's where I know this song from, really. Yep. Because not because it's official. No, but because I put it on there. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Xbox One yeah. or not Xbox One? The original Xbox. Yeah. Whatever happened between that and 360, but the original has it uh, in spades for me yeah. over the custom soundtrack option. Oh, yeah. You, so, you spent hours and hours. My I still have all those on my Xbox. That's it's awesome. Hooked up to my TV. Yeah. So, like, can, I, can I have that while you're gone? Uh, are you gonna take it with sure. you? No, I'm not gonna take it with me. Cool. Can I? Can I? Can I hold on to the Xbox while you're gone? Yeah. Just don't delete anything. I would wouldn't yeah. dream of it. Um, but yeah, like there's hours and hours of stuff on there. It was like extre- the, the uh, DOA Extreme Beach Volleyball yeah. and Grand Theft Auto. All of, well, all well, of three, three and, through and San Andreas were yeah. the two that I did. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only ones that were on Xbox at yeah. the time. And I I didn't listen to because I had played Grand Theft Auto three on PlayStation. Like that's and yeah. I played it to death. So when I got the Xbox version and played it on that, I didn't listen to the built-in soundtrack i just listened to your soundtrack which was vastly bigger i remember yes. you made you made like a cool keith uh, yeah. uh playlist it, did a whole it was cool keith file. an entire cool keith station yeah which i honestly that's what i listened to pretty much all that over. one and the comedy one i think oh yeah i had a comedy yeah. channel just like yeah. serious yeah. and uh i think i did a really but that's the thing i would do these soundtracks and i would really take it seriously because yeah. i always wanted a job doing that yeah and, and I, like, I wanted to be a soundtrack yeah. guy and so yeah, and the one you did for Extreme Beach Volleyball, there's like there's some iconic stuff from that, like uh, one of the Safe Ferris song that you put on there. Yeah. I that's one of my favorite songs, probably in large part due to that, to you putting it on there because yeah. I listened to it so much because yeah. I, I played that game more than I probably want to admit. And not even an obvious song by him. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what like I said. I wanted to put. I was like, I put a Kiss song on there, but that's the yeah. one I thought of because it, it, the lyrics make sense and it yeah. just has a vibe to it. Yeah. It's you can't explain summer sunshine girls in bikinis yeah. and pools and stuff vibe yeah yeah so this is this is a this is a Xbox classic here <laughs> yeah this is kiss and you're all that I want you're all that I want 
Alright, there you go. The closing song on the Unmasked album. The polarizing Unmasked album. Mm -hmm. Uh, We mentioned on the previous part that Iron Maiden opened up for Kiss on that tour in Mm -hmm. Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, Because they only played Europe. They played one show uh, in in America. And that was just to get Eric Carr, you know, kind of warmed up. And that was at the Palladium. And then they just went to Europe and Australia and did well over there. But who knows what... It probably wouldn't have done that great over here. Yeah. But the stage show is amazing. Go check it out. It's on Kissology 2. And they played You're All That I Want live maybe like a handful of times. And yeah. then they just dropped it. But I, I, I think it's a cool song. Yeah, it's a good song. They could play it. And I don't think too many people will go to the bathroom nowadays. <laughs> right. I think they're just afraid to kind of branch out sometimes. Yeah. That kind of drives me nuts. Well, because uh, people, when they go to a Kiss concert or any band that's as iconic as that they're like i want to hear the hits well yeah but they could play they could, they got like about 12 let's say about 12 yeah. songs that yeah. any first timer should have to should yeah. they should want to hear yeah. live you know deuce love gun 
uh, you know, I even say Black Diamond because of the showbiz aspect of it. Uh, you know, I know I'm leaving out a ton, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But like what Alice does, he gets that he has to play those songs too. But play around with the rest no, of it because I, who, who cares? Like I agree with you. I'm just saying, average Joe. I don't know Kiss, but I know of Kiss. It's like, what is this crap? Where's you play this? Play yeah. the songs I know. Yeah, but they, they only the songs I know, or I I'm gonna complain. That's kind of the great thing about Kiss. Kind of the great thing about it is they don't have a ton of hits. Yeah. They have yeah, some fan true. hits too. Like Deuce and Black Diamond, yeah. like fan hits. But you never hear him on the radio. We uh, just assume true. that Deuce is this big song because uh, it's it's when you go see him live, it's like yeah, that's, that's the song. That's true. But they can kind of play around there. Like I yeah. think Mitch said it before I did. But uh, for other fans, don't give a shit about a hundred thousand years. Stop playing and play yeah. something else. Yeah. All right, sorry. Moving on. All right, so Chris, yeah. kiss, kisses off the list. I can. Uh, yeah. I'm once again like when I hear all these great acts, I'm like, what's what's next? What what's could possibly be next? You got forty-seven more songs. Oh. At number forty-seven, this I think this uh, particular segment of the list seems to be the most eclectic, and because it's gonna change, it, we're gonna go back and forth over these next few. That's what we do here. So from Kiss, we're going to Bauhaus. Oh, nice! Double Dare. Double Dare. I love Bauhaus. I didn't realize how much I love Bauhaus. It actually, honestly, until I started listening to them more after doing that Halloween episode, the yeah. Rock Strikes Ten. I got. I remember buying a copy of Crackle, which is their best of, mm-hmm. back in like '98 or '99 or something. And Double Dare is the first song on there, and then you put it on. I'm like, what have I been doing this whole time? This <laughs> yeah. song is amazing. Yeah. And I, I, I really regret not going to see. I, I, the last time they came to town, and like they're broken up again mm-hmm. at this point. But they came to town like in '06 or '07. I've never been more broke in my life. Yeah. yeah, just to keep a roof over your head, and you right. can't go to shows, and it sucks. Yeah. So they did, they did a co-headline show with Nine Inch Nails at the Starplex. Oh, wow. oh, you're talking about a show I should have gone to. Yeah. I had heard that on those reunion shows, I don't know if they did it here in Dallas specifically, but I know some of the festivals, they would open up with Double Dare, mm. and he would be dangling by his ankles like a vampire <laughs> and do the entire song like that. That's awesome. Oh, dude. Yeah. So... Keep that in mind when you listen to this song, yeah. and uh, if you have nothing by Bauhaus, go get Crackle. Yeah. It's a great one-on-one. There's a lot of, once again, the whole British thing, there's a lot of non-album singles on that. Yeah. So you could actually, you would actually keep it in your collection as you even get the studio albums. Yeah. It's worth it. So anyway, enjoy this one. This is, this is great. Double Dare.
There you go. That song doesn't get nearly the pub out of their catalog like Bella Lugosi's Dead does because that's yeah. their iconic song, yeah. which they only put out a year before that. So in '79 they do that. I believe it's '79, yeah. and then in '80 they put out Double Dare, which great, great follow-up. The album in the flat field, get, get that. But tell me that song doesn't just build and just kill sure, you. Yeah. That's great. Well, what could possibly be next, Chris? Well, and Good I think God. I think I didn't put it higher on the list because as much as I like it. I don't. I'm not going to go to it again as much as I might these others. I don't think, because it is. It's kind of out there, you know. All right. All but right. this is another band coming up next that I don't really go to that often. But I appreciate them and I like this song. This is ABBA with "Lay All Your Love on Me." Ah, yes. This, so this, we're going from Bauhaus to ABBA. I love it. This that's this is what Rock Strikes Ten is all about. No yeah. lines in the sand. No separatism. Yeah. 
I mean, we separate from the bad music, but you know, <laughs> most. Yeah. But yeah, I was. I was. Uh, there was a few I could have gone with with the 1980 ABBA stuff, but this is kind of the big song, so I just forgot yeah. to throw it in there because. You know, most people are only off offhand know like you know, Dancing Queen and Waterloo. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is this is a pretty pretty cool song. And this yeah. kind of screams 1980. Right. Also, I think. See, it's, and that had a lot to do with a lot of my ring, rankings too. Is like 80s, and so that 80s sound, which honestly didn't show, pop up a whole lot on this list. Yeah. There's a lot more rock, I think, huh. than like typical 80s sure. pop stuff. Yeah. Although that's that's there as well, but yeah, yeah, that's that's that kind of plays into my personal rankings as well. Yeah, this is kind of going like they're still kind of disco ish, but yeah. the new wave is kicking in a little bit. Right. So it's it's like I said, everybody kind of I don't know if they were necessarily hitting the panic button, but they were definitely trying to stay on top of things. Yeah, so this is definitely an example of that. So here you go, the sugary sweet pop music of ABBA with "Lay All Your Love on Me." Check it out.
Alright, there you go. Lay all your love on me okay. by ABBA. Are, are we going to talk about Mamma Mia or are we just going to move on? <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Don't okay. watch it. Yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> I, and then that's coming from a guy that loves musicals. Yes. Don't watch it. Yes. Alright. Um, just listen to ABBA. Yeah, just listen to ABBA. Uh, once again, I've been, I've been recommending a lot of best ofs and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a good complete studio album box set that's about you know the size of you know it's not huge you know it's one of those you know the ones with the flat sleeves that they put out sure. now so that's out there, uh, but definitive collection the two disc that one pretty much gets you done like there's, there's a bunch of people on here groups on here with definitive collections apparently yeah and their definitive their two disc definitive is great mm-hmm. like it covers everything it even has those nuggets that some of the other ones missed like Summer Night City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Summer Night City is like my favorite ABBA song. Okay, I'm, I have to move on now. <laughs> I'll save that for a BJ show. All right, uh, okay. moving on. Uh, next up is number 45. It's the Jacksons with This Place Hotel. Ah, yes. I like this song a lot. A.K.A. Heartbreak Hotel, yeah. because they say it in the chorus, and yeah. they apparently couldn't legally call it Heartbreak Hotel, which is weird, because I do the whole song title remains the same shows. Yeah. So right. how... It's really? like movie titles and song titles, like sometimes they're copyrighted, sometimes they're not, or trademarked or whatever. I guess. But I don't know, it's weird. I guess they want to deal with that uh, that heat that might have come with uh, the whole Heartbreak Hotel yeah. fiasco. But this is this is off of... Um, or maybe they just wanted to own the name. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe I don't so. know, who knows. Okay, so the Triumph album, Chris, mm-hmm. and this is... Uh, I'm going to recommend this really random podcast for you to listen to. It's okay. really interesting because I, like, if I ever have, like, a guest on the show that's, like, somebody that I get an interview request out to. Okay. Like, it's different when it's friends. Uh-huh. Even though I've had you do this before. Sure. One of the reasons I want to do the Desert Island list with even people I don't know mm-hmm. is because iTunes used, used to put out a podcast called Celebrity Playlist. Okay. And I'm always enthralled by what, you know anybody listens to yeah. especially famous people because it's just neat yeah just want to know what they're fans of yeah. what makes them a fan right what, what you know and tarantino did one and it's weird because it's it's right after michael jackson died so basically he just did a jackson's playlist oh really and the thing that i dug about it is that he basically you know and and, and as quentin can only say it, like he's like i'm not so much into the Jackson 5 or Michael Jackson right now, but I'm listening to the Jacksons. Like, the stuff that's on Epic Records. Right. Like, that stuff. Like, and I love that he did that because yeah. I think those albums are really cool and that's my favorite stuff. The Jacksons. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not a big Jackson 5 guy either. Right. Yeah. And I really like the Jackson stuff because I like the, the whole, the fact that there was more, it was the 70s, it's more funky, you know, yeah. it's just like, it just worked. It was, right. it was good stuff. And uh, but he he actually made and I'm not gonna beat him up for it, but I think it's neat because you know he's such a pop culture sponge. Mm-hmm. But he was wrong about the fact that he said that this place hotel was on Victory and not Triumph. Ah. But he was wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, Quentin, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Are you going to point out where where celebrities are wrong on every episode now? No, no, no. And I beat up Prince pretty well yeah. in that last part, but uh no, but I I love that episode even though it, like old archive yeah. if it's in there still go look up Tarantino celebrity playlist on mm-hmm. iTunes and he's just going to play all of his favorite Jackson cuts. It's cool. it's, it's worth it's worth yeah. a listen. Yeah. So, and this is one of the songs he picks. Uh this is This Place Hotel.
Right. All right. Yeah, I I think I messed up, Chris. Like, I think I said victory instead of destiny. I think you did. So I'm calling out Quentin saying he's wrong, but yeah. then I said the wrong title. But, but it's only because you... destiny and victory rhymes. Um, so that's why I said it. No, they don't. Destiny and victory? <laughs> that's not a true I mean, it sound, it's, I mean, well, they both end in Y, yeah. and they have a... It's a near rhyme. But I meant to say destiny. He thought it was on the destiny yeah. album, not victory. Victory is their much maligned comeback album in like 1983 or 1984 okay i'm kind of lost now honestly uh, get, get your scorecards <laughs> out well you might as well keep them out we're doing a list yeah sure there you go this place hotel by the jacksons yeah and that was off of triumph are you sure i don't know <laughs> yes it was on triumph all right. chris all right, all right. i believe oh. you i totally believe you I'm like I'm not gonna go look that up when I go home. I'm like the equivalent of Red Fox's eyesight and <laughs> Harlem Knights. I'm just making all the wrong calls and yes. people are just mad. You want me to move on? Yes, please, all right. please. Uh well we're going up to number forty four on the list. This is a song I wasn't actually I don't think I was aware of this one. Uh this is X T C with Respectable Street. Oh yeah. This song, would this would song. be in my this would have been in my top ten. I was really? I was telling you X T C is one of those bands. This was a banner year for them. Yeah. Like, the, even if you just look at the singles, it's the Respectable Street, and there's a song called Sergeant Rock. Yeah. Uh, oh man, just on fire! Just a great power pop band. I love the, the just the energy of this song. Right. And, and I think for those of you who've never heard this song, you're in for a treat. And I'm gonna be rhyming. There you go, Respectable Street. <laughs> that was a rhyme, yeah.
All right, there you go. From the album Black Sea, 1980. Of course. It's 80 from 80, Chris. Right. That was XTC with Respectable Street, which is now actually becoming one of my favorite songs of all time. Really? Wow. Uh, a lot of their songs are now. Um, and I, I've been doing this a lot, and, you know, I'd say I'd say get Black Sea, and, and you can't go wrong with that. But, man, if you have no XTC, Upsy Daisy Assortment is the one I have. It's a one disc. It's got 19 songs, and it's it's one of the best 101s you could ever possibly get. Nice. Just just great stuff. Some of the yeah. best writing you'll ever hear in rock and roll. Yeah, listening to that song again just now, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Joe Jackson. I don't know yeah, if, if yeah. they're really the, I mean, t- are contemporaries. Yeah, like the contemporaries. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, for sure. That's kind of what it. Just that song in particular. I don't know. If yeah, like and the they're they're artists. They're like they they have that artist thing like yeah. Joe Jackson does yeah. without without being too douchey about it. You know, like <laughs> right. they have something to say. Yeah, just like Joe did. You yeah. know, yeah. so like every and they kind of they almost kind of sing the same way too. So like that's, the I way think they that's say what it, it was. Yeah, yeah. You really pay attention to what they have to say. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of a lost art too. Unless cool. you're just bragging about you know how much money you have. <laughs> right. Working class Brits, man, you guys nailed it. You guys just <laughs> nailed rock and roll, and that's why it's never been better. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That all being said. That being said, number forty-three on the list, closing in on halfway, is Nice Boys from Rose Tattoo. Ah, yes. I like so, them. stuff that uh, I, I know you may, n- I know you're not that familiar with Rose mm-hmm. Tattoo. Um, like, so these last two are kind of like, kind of new. Yeah, you, you know, like, and I think if I listen to them more, they may kind of change their place in my sure. personal rankings, but that's upon first pass and secondary going back over them again, this is where, this is where they fell. Yeah, I mean, between Respectable Street and, and Nice Boys, Chris, I mean, does, uh, those songs just kind of, I hate to sound like an old fart, but... Doesn't that kind of kill almost any rock and roll song you've heard, like in the last twenty years? I mean, uh, twenty years. I mean, you know what I'm saying, yeah. though. Like, yeah. I mean, they just don't make them like this anymore. That's true. That is true. Yes, I agree with that. Oh, this is great. And I've, and don't ask me. Ask some of the bands that have covered this song: Guns right. and Guns and Roses, Nashville Pussy. This is like kind of the shitty dude anthem, <laughs> but in like the best possible pub rock kind of way, right. you know. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've actually even played this song on the show before mm-hmm. for songs you might know better as covers than the original. Yeah. But that even 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 so, like how can you not how can you get tired of this? Sure. There you go. Well Rose Tattoo. Nice boys.
right. Yes. Rose Tattoo. Nice boys. Uh, yeah. Go go find out about those guys. Mm-hmm. There's another Australian band from that particular era, Chris, that I've mm-hmm. noticed they haven't shown up yet on the list, and I know that I submitted them, so I'm very curious as to where they're going to fall. But So stay tuned. Yes. Um, stay tuned for that very cryptic and ambiguous tease. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Rose Tattoo, go go get them. If you, of course, if you love all the other Australian bands that you've heard in your life, ACDC and Airborne and, right. and, and those those bands yeah. and Angels, Get some Rose Tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and, stuff. Yeah. I, I just want to know how much money they made off of Guns N' Roses covering Nice Boys, because yeah. I'm sure it's a nice chunk of change. I would hope so. On an album that sold millions. Yeah, let, let's hope they made their yeah. money. So, All right, what we got, Chris? All right, we're going to change it up a bit again. This is Stevie Wonder at number 42 with Master Blaster. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Great groove. Yeah. This is one of those, like, summertime... Let's throw the windows down, even though it's 110 outside. <laughs> yeah. Just so everybody can enjoy this song, right? right? Yep. It's just one of those songs. Oh, what else can you say, Chris? What, what did you? Uh, I mean, like this is. Uh, I know you're a you're a fan of good reggae, like I am. Yeah. Like, did you enjoy the uh, aspect of Stevie meets you know like pop reggae? Yeah. yeah I, I think don't know. I think it works well. Yeah. I didn't, I guess I didn't really think about the the, the pop reggae aspect of it when I was listening to it. Um, and I knew of this song, I'm not as familiar with the song, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that does kind of play into it, because I like Stevie Wonder. I mean, he's not in my, like, rotation for listening, but I really like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Who do, who's, if, if you don't like Stevie, I don't want to know yet. So, <laughs> yeah. There you go. From Hotter Than July, and it is yeah. Stevie Wonder, Master Blaster, and in parentheses, Jammin'.
right, there you go. A little Master Blaster by the iconic Stevie Wonder. And uh, I definitely think that's it's, it's the best song off of Hotter Than July. If I had to put Happy Birthday on there, mm-hmm. I think you'd have probably put it at number 80. Because yeah. that song is, that song makes I Just Called to Say I Love You yeah. like sound like way better by comparison. Right. That That's my opinion, at least. I, I guess he was trying to, yeah, he was doing like what Shake did. He was trying to rewrite the birthday song so he could <laughs> right. get the royalties, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Didn't quite work out, but yeah. you know, he can't say he didn't try. Yeah. Love Stevie, though. Okay. What we got next? All right, this is the last song of this episode. This, this is episode's num- already done. Yeah, jeez, right there. We're having fun. Yeah, plowing right through it. Yeah. Uh, this is number forty-one. This is by a band that I do. I really like. You know that I like this band a lot. But it's not my favorite song by them, so that's probably why it's only at the midway point rather than higher. Mm. This is Madness with Embarrassment. Ah, yes. Good album track though. Yeah, it's, it's good. I like the song a lot. That's why yeah. it's halfway up there. But yeah, I, there's other songs that I like by Madness more. Sure, that's one of those things. That I I think the the live version that I have a few live versions of that's better than the studio version. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those like if I at some point hopefully they will grace us with their presence yeah. for like the first time ever. Yeah. I think at least since I've lived here, yeah. I'd love to see me some Madness. Uh, maybe I'll have to make that plane ride over to to London. They do they do kind of I think they did like a two day festival now. Oh really? And they did one with the specials a while back. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah, and we opened the, this episode with the specials, and we're uh, ending it with madness. So there you yeah, go, full circle. Yeah, full circle. I mean, do you immediately just think PlayStation One when you hear madness at this point? Like I yeah. do, because yeah. man. I mean, besides the young ones, yeah, uh, that was I was gonna say the young ones. I remember that, of course, because yeah. they were in it, and uh, we uh, listened to that self-titled Madness album so much, yeah, that I think that if Embarrassment had been on that, I think it probably it, would have gone it'd higher. be at least at twenty, yeah, yeah. probably so. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a personal journey, yeah, it's an entryway into the mind of a guy like Chris, yeah, because uh, I got in, because I, I knew, I, of course I knew, like, uh, Our, Our House, house. And, and, and those songs from when I was a kid, but I really got into Madness after No Doubt, when, yeah. I, got, when I got into No Doubt and realized that they were influenced by Madness, and then I went and I bought that record, yeah. the self-titled record, and I listened to the crap out of it. Uh, that's what I liked about them, is that they are really cool about giving it up. Uh, to the bands that influenced them. Yeah. And I think somebody thought they were making a joke, but I'm pretty sure, for real, one of them gave like one of their first gold records to Madness. Oh, somebody really? mad, like Suggs or something. And I think one of the other ones actually did give it to a guy in Fishbone. Like, yeah. like, like, like this is only exists because of you right. kind of thing. I think that's really cool that they did stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, I... I, I knew of those bands and it re got me into them. Exactly. Like I, yeah. I got back into them. So, yeah, here we go. Great closeout here. This is dedicated to anybody over in jolly old England that actually listens to this show. I only know of one. So, hell, this is for you, Chris Riley. <laughs> nice. This is Madness with Embarrassment.
intent Yes, an embarrassment A living endorsement The intention that you have booked Was an intention that was overlooked I say I mean, the, all the songs on here are great, Chris, but a good way to start strong and end strong in this part sure. with um, 80s British ska, like, yeah. starting off and ending it. Uh, madness there with embarrassment from the album. Absolutely. Of course, 1980, because this is the 80 from 80, Chris. Yes, it is. You're going out with a big bang here, and uh, we've got four more parts to go. They were just halfway. Yeah, so the top 40 countdown coming up on the next four parts here on Rock Strikes 10. Yes, until then, please join me on the website here, rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com. Chris built this thing here. I just yak on it. Uh, But yeah, it's got the links to the Twitter and the Facebook and all that good stuff. And yeah. Uh, all the shows, the stuff. Yeah, all the episodes. <laughs> I, I the say parts. I say this every time, and <laughs> usually I don't mess up. All right, I just want to do I just want to do well with you in the room, Chris. I get I get nervous, but let's also say extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the outro song. Go to Facebook.com/slash/SpacebeardBand for more information and tell them Rock Strikes Ten sent you. Until the next part, starting off the top forty, myself. My dear friend Chris, everybody out there, have fun. Bye.